Well, hello and welcome to Perspectives. We've been taking some time to hear from various folks who are encountering this brave new world in different ways. We're hearing what they've been up to and how they've been adapting to this season that we're all journeying through together. And perhaps most importantly, we've been hearing where they're seeing hope in the midst of it all. Today, we're chatting with Ryan Denton. Ryan, thank you for joining us. Hey. For anyone who doesn't know, Ryan has been a part of our church family for years longer than I have. And over this past year, he's been serving as our youth placement student. And I don't want to give away any more than that, because I'm sure we're going to hear all about it as we chat. So, Ryan, where are you joining us from today? From my house in Gwisselt. Wow, that sounds lovely. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about how you became a Christian? Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, I guess it all starts whenever I was about um, maybe 10. I was... Um, I was basically studying the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, this doesn't always um, my um, testimony doesn't always start as a um, a classical. I went to church, um, so I um I was actually studying with um my grandma, um the Jehovah's Witnesses, with the Jehovah's Witnesses, and um, and I guess um I was kind of looking into what what being the Jehovah's Witness um kind of meant for me and um I wouldn't I wouldn't say I was a, a Jehovah's Witness but I was definitely looking into it and I would say I probably believed that more than anything else um at the time. Um and so time kind of passed on and I I, I drifted away from it and not really um thought about it and then my um, my mum went to one of um, the the church Christmas carol things in our in our church um, when I was about twelve, um, and she went um, on Christmas Eve, and so um, she went oh, oh, to to the church and then um, took my dad with with my mum, and so um, after that uh, they, they kept going to church, and here comes a. Uh, I think it was, well, it definitely was the 6th of January, my birthday, um, and it was a Sunday. And they, I woke up excited for my birthday and they said, we're going to church, do you want to come? And I was like, oh my word, why are you going to church on my birthday? How can I then, <laughs> like, as if you, you would literally leave me to go to church on, on my birthday. This is my birthday, it's about me, not God. And so um, I felt kind of a hit about that, but I had my friends around me and they stayed the night. So I was, I wasn't too fussed. Um, and then the week they, they came back and then um, the week after they said, are you coming, are you going to come to church? I was like, well, I don't really know anything about it. Why would I go? And they said, and I'd played drums since I was about five or six. And then I was about 12 at the time. And they said, well, they've got drums there. And I said, yeah, okay, I'll come. Um, <laughs> and so I got to church and um, and Johnny had, had been around me, uh, like came came to the back as we were sitting there and kind of introduced me to um, James Sankey and uh, Gareth, who were standing by the drums at the time. And they kind of introduced me to all the other people in the church and, and introduced me to, um, like James was telling me, going through the drum kit um, of the church with me and uh, kind of just made me feel like a part of the family. And so um, 
and I felt like I, I, I really belonged somewhere and it, I hadn't really felt like that ever before. Like I hadn't ever felt like I was, I, I belonged in such a massive community before, or at least it was massive to me anyway at the time. Um, but yeah. And, um, and so I, I wouldn't say it was my, my faith or, or journey was like, uh, a, a, a one night and I was changed. I, I would say it was a very much, um, a journey and, and every single day I was a bit closer to God and a bit closer to God. Um, and so, um, eventually I, um, I, I did end up going through anxiety at about 13 and, um, and so my, um, my faith was just shaken completely after that. Cause I literally had, well, during that anyway, and I had literally no idea where God was, what, what he was doing. Why, why was I feeling, um, this anxious, um, feeling that I'd never felt before. And then I think, um, my mum kind of, um, helped me to, to my mum and my sister really kind of helped me to, um, change my focus and focus on God rather than my anxiety. And so, um, after kind of making that shift, I would kind of watch sermons all day because I had nothing else to do. I couldn't go to school because I was, um, I was so anxious. And so my faith kind of began, began to, um, build and build and build. Um, and, and I remember one, one day I was watching a, um, a sermon from Louis Giglio and it was all about the stars and, um, and how massive God is and how much he cares about us. And that like, blew my mind like completely changed my faith and um and I think it's my faith has just been a lot stronger ever since I I think every every challenge that I go through God like strengthens my faith every time um every time I go anything through anything like that he, he just changes everything again completely um changes my view on him um, and so I wouldn't say um, my faith was a one-time thing at all. I, I'd say it was definitely um, a journey and a journey that I'm still on. Um, and um, I think my faith has, has definitely um, gotten stronger and stronger and hopefully it will continue to do so. But yeah, that's how I became a Christian. <laughs> Beautiful. And you've mentioned uh, a few different names there. They've obviously been folks who've been very influential in your faith. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about them? Yeah, sure. So um, I've already mentioned James Sankey. So um, he has been um, a massive part of my my faith journey, really, because um, I think it was it was ba- mainly based on that um, that um, kind of that he was he was a drummer and I was a drummer really I think that was that was the main um bond um, between us really but um I found him to be quite like um kind of like a mentor to me really like I would just I just watch everything that he does and he probably didn't know this so sorry James <laughs> but um but no I, I kind of just watch everything that he does and and he just he seemed to have such a um a spirit-led um kind of feeling to him about everything that he does um and yeah i just watch him um, whenever he was he was playing the drums or guitar or whatever and i'd 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 be praising obviously and 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 worshiping and i just look over at james and whenever i whenever i kind of saw james worshiping it made me feel like i was a part of the community 
as well like because i knew that he he like kind of he was one of the first ones to kind of accept me into the community and i don't know i think whenever you see those core people around you um that are almost calm in your presence um it makes you feel like like you're a part of that community as well and so um i definitely say james was a massive part of, of of my faith journey as well um but um johnny that is definitely and you obviously um uh, yeah you and johnny and jen has has been um massive massive parts of my faith journey because you know i've i've you guys are uh, the first few pastors i've ever had so i think the amount of wisdom that i've i've um, kind of learned um from um all three of you has been like ridiculous um, not in any way do I do I think of myself as being wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, I always say wisdomless because of friends. All right. No, it's not. I know it's not wisdomless, but it comes up. It's from Joey, your friends. Okay. Um, I don't um, find myself um, as having wisdom at all, but um, I think uh, I I have learned so much off you guys, and um, and yeah, and that's definitely something I could I could never even repay you for that's beautiful well ryan give us uh, an overview as to what life looked like for you before this current season where were you what were you doing um so i was before the lockdown i before the season really i was um midway through my first year or or a bit for maybe three quarters way through my first year in uni and so um i was um i was pretty busy um i was i was had um i had university in manchester um monday tuesday wednesday um in ntc and then i would um work for the church thursday friday um work in subway on saturdays and then um um go to church on sundays and so i think um my life was pretty busy and i think <laughs> after looking back um during this season it's it it's it's really um quite interesting to see like how healthy my life kind of was um and how I maintained a, a healthy relationship with God during that season as well, because of how busy I was. Um, and I think, um, I think my excuse was, I, I didn't like. You can always find something to to keep busy. Like if you find if you want an excuse to keep busy, you'll find it. And so, I think. Um, I think after reflecting over the season, um, I um, I, de I definitely need to kind of um, just go back into whatever whatever normal will be the next you know after this season. I think I need to just um, kind of recognize what's really important uh, and and what deserves my time, and and you know I need to recognize what. Um, yeah, what kind of does deserve my time and, and whether that is um, a decent way to spend my time, whether that's um, 
you know, whether I should be spending time on the Xbox or with God. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's an obvious difference, but um, it's just little things that I think sh- I should have changed, really. But yeah, it's that's kind of what I was doing anyway. Okay, and talk us through university then. What are you studying, and where are you studying? Um, so I study youth and community. Um, in uh, uh, well theology youth and community in ntc um uh, which is a nazarene theology college um and it's in manchester um it's basically i don't even know how many students there are um there's there's not that many really um it's quite a small college um and it's it's very very much community-based um everyone kind of seems to know everyone um and yes yeah, it's, it's 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 such a great place I, I couldn't recommend it more really but um but yeah that's where i do for uni and what about in the local church then what has your role been um so my role as youth worker in the church um is basically to um look after the youth <laughs> i suppose um i um I, well, me and um, uh, Emma and Grant run the the youth on a Friday night, um, which is for anyone um, that goes to high school, basically, um, from about the age of about 11 to 16. Um, and so that's my main kind of role. Um, that's my main kind of job uh, during it, in the church is to uh, look after those, those guys and... Um, basically um, improve youth uh, as much as possible um, and make it as creative as possible. And so um, I think, I think, well, I have a, di- I have loads of different roles within, within my actual role, but um, that, I think that is one of that, that is basically my main role is, is to, to look after the young people. Yeah, and although it's been a million years since I was involved in youth work regularly, I know from experience that the hardest work usually happens outside of those official operating hours. So you've said you meet on a Friday night, but I know that's in some ways the tip of the iceberg of what you do with the Yeah, definitely. Um, we, uh, well, we do a million different things, really. We... Um... I try to I try to meet up with a few of them every every single week, and we will go for a milkshake and the nods or something like that. Or we'll we'll play the drums and piano or anything like that, really. Um, and so yeah, I think I think it's it's more for me is it's just about building relationships with those young people, and um, and I guess that's that's really the only way that that they'll be closer to our community of church is is to um is to build relationships with them and so um you know that they can be um they're not going to listen to a talk that i say on 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 friday night um is well i i think it's less likely that a talk is going to change their life rather than um a relationship and so um that's what we're doing basically is just building relationship um and making sure that um they feel like they're they're safe on a friday night and they can have fun basically 
I think that's beautiful. And, and it's something you and I have talked about a lot, that young people are so good at spotting a fraud. And spotting oh, yeah, definitely. There, there's such a wisdom there that they may not even be conscious of or aware of, but it's there on some level. And yeah, in my experience, young people are often loved into the mm-hmm. church. Uh, for young people, faith is caught more than it's taught, if that yeah, makes definitely. sense. Yeah, and, and we're obviously not diminishing the power of the scriptures because we know that's a vital part of our, our salvation, but the young people almost need to give you that credibility before they will listen to what you're saying from yeah. the scriptures. Yeah, they, I, think, I think they kind of need to trust you first. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I'm with you. Okay, well, that's what life looked like in the old normal. Um, what about the current normal? What does life look like for you in terms of your studies, in terms of your youth work? Um, well, it's just completely been tipped upside down, really. Um, I think at the start of at the start of this season, I guess um, at the start of lockdown, um, I think we were all just left to to our own devices and. and left like kind of pushed and you know sort it out for yourself because i don't know what i'm doing so (laughs) kind of that um but yeah i think it's i don't really know i think it's completely different now it's it's um i kind of just you kind of have to get yourself into a rhythm and uh i think that's that's basically what i've done i've i've had in terms of my study at least i've had like a um a specific amount of um like uh deadlines that i need to that i need to meet so um i think that's that's been good to keep me on track with my studies is just to um make sure i'm just keep uh, that i keep hitting those deadlines um and that i've um that i've got the resources to do it basically um and in terms of my youth work and well, sorry, before we go on to youth work, let's talk a little bit more about studies. How have you adapted to a Zoom world? I know the college transitioned very early to online. Oh, yeah, classes. yeah. Well, I, I went I went into um, university in Manchester once, and um, and my teacher wasn't even there. Um, like, half of the class was, was logged on um, <laughs> via Zoom. And so... Um, and... Uh, so that was that was quite surreal actually um but yeah it's it's i don't know it's 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 weird it's really really weird um it was at least anyway um like waking up before for uni and you can stay in bed um <laughs> <laughs> which i definitely didn't do of course no, not absolutely no, um, but no, I think, I don't know, I think you have to maintain a certain level of discipline, which um, I'm not, I'm going to be completely honest, I lacked at the start, I definitely lacked, because um, it's so easy for you to um, kind of just watch the the meeting rather than actually take notes and um, absorb the information that's going in, and so um, you can have a teacher or, or lecturer kind of speaking at you rather rather than you actually engaging in the conversation 
and um, and so they d- they did like creative things like breakout rooms. So you would um, you would go into a, a little like like room they call it is uh, like and so you're you're in this like um, this room with. Uh, I don't know four or five different people, and you're talking about the the topic, and then you come back into the big room uh, with the lecturer, and you talk about what you talked about. And so I think that really helped me to kind of engage, um, and it kind of forced me to be a part of the conversation because um, you know other people are relying on you to to talk. So I think it is a bit. I think that that was kind of the thing that helped me. Um, but yeah, other than that, it, I, I definitely lacked the discipline at the start, um, and I think it, it is only through um, repetition and, and learning to actually get um, get some words down on on paper at least, and um, and write some stuff down that I actually um, that I actually got some work done, I suppose. And have you started to suffer from Zoom fatigue? I, I've found that a number of people have agreed that there's something draining about doing online meetings in a way that's not the same if you're in person. Oh yeah, definitely. It's um it's it's really weird because like you're literally sat there in like I'm sat you're sat on your desk chair and you're you're I don't know, you're basically just talking as if you normally would or you're probably doing less than you usually would but um it's i don't know it's it's really weird because but you definitely do it's it's definitely a thing and i'm sure i've seen I've, i'm sure i've read up about it and being an actual thing as well and um and yeah i don't know it's, it's really weird isn't it yeah it's because you're right in in so many ways it should be easier yeah yeah but I find that it's just, I mean, a part of it is because um, our faith is a fleshy thing. God became flesh. And God is interested in redeeming all creation, not distancing creation. And yeah. so there is something unnatural about it. And I wonder, is that part of the problem that we know in our bones we're not hardwired for this? We're hardwired to be together. Mm. Yeah, I never thought about that. And so then, moving on to your youth work, what does that look like these days? Um, so again, at the start, completely um, terrible, really. <laughs> uh, we um, the lockdown definitely showed us that um, where we were kind of failing in youth work, and um, it was definitely online because um, we we basically had no online resources except for a Facebook page. Um, and so that had to change very fast. And so now we have a WhatsApp group um, full of all, of, uh, or most of the, um, the young people. And um, that's, that's um, obviously accompanied by me and my own grant. Um, and so that just provides them with a safe space to kind of um, chat and, and chat to us as well um, and just to keep up with everyone. Um, and we also do um, we also do Zoom meetings on Friday nights uh, where we would just usually do whatever we would do on a Friday night, but just online, I guess. Um, but I, it's, it's definitely been, um, been an eye-opener to how um, kind of um how kind of bad our online resources were for the young people but um 
it's it, I think it, it has been good to kind of um, see those um, how how fragile those things were, but how how strong they are now. Yeah, and what I would say is, don't be too hard on yourselves. Uh, I don't think. Uh, well, I, I did hear someone say recently that it's not so much that this situation has broken things; it's done what you have just said. It's exposed fragile places. Yeah, this is a world that none of us could have imagined a few months ago, and so it's okay that it has taken all of us a little bit of time to hit the ground running. That's yeah. okay. It's only a problem if we stay in that place and refuse to move. But uh, I mean, I I don't want you to to feel too bad. I don't want you to feel too hard on yourselves because what you're doing is good and is only going to get better. Yeah, definitely. Well, what we've touched on this already a little bit. What new struggles have you encountered either in your studies or as a youth worker? Oh, well, um, that one's quite an easy one, actually. Um, it's, it's definitely been connecting with um like all of the the young people individually just because uh uh um our kind of our online resources as i said were were quite bad so we didn't really have the um almost like the contact detail well we didn't have the contact details to actually reach out to them and so it has been so difficult to be able to chat to um any of the young people um like personally to find out how they're doing like that's not in a massive group um because otherwise you know like prior to lockdown we would just um we would just chat and and it was very quite easy to um to for them to open up and, and say, you know, this is what I'm struggling with. Um I'm feeling a bit down today because so and so did this or whatever. And um I th- it's, it's very difficult to do that um when you're a part of a massive group on a on a um a technology platform that you're not comfortable with, that you're not um used to and um and um, yeah, I think it's. I think that's been the the biggest challenge is um, is properly connecting to young people. But we are getting there. We are getting there. Okay. Well, the flip side of that, then, what new opportunities have you encountered? <laughs> um, opportunities. Um. So I think one of. <laughs> it, I think simply it has just been that we are able to kind of see what works and what doesn't online because um, we haven't had this opportunity before. So um, we, we are quite able to see, like, for example, um, our, our, youth, our, you know, our, what's it called, um, our youth sessions on a Friday night with Zoom. <laughs> so if, you know, any, any of our, say, as as a um if we uh, after lockdown say we were just so happens that me and and grant were all um unable to make it but we're still all, all right like we know that we can um rely on zoom and we can go back to zoom um and we can almost go back to basics um to actually connect with the young people and we can still connect with the young people and i think um that has just been 
the the opportunity really just to get back to basics and to right okay this we need to think youth work at, at bare bones youth work and um i think that's what we've done basically it's just um um just gone down to complete basics and it, it has given the opportunity for us to kind of start again really um and, and like you said expose those um those uh, ways that were a bit fragile yeah and i think there's beauty in that as well um we, we were talking just before we started recording about how the temptation is to put on these amazing spectacular all singing all dancing performances mm. but really a season like this is forcing us and allowing us to ask well what do we need to be the people of god what do we need to be a worshiping discipling community because there's i remember reading a, an article a few weeks ago that someone shared with me about the beauty of a pastor who hasn't picked up their guitar in 20 years sitting in their living room leading their congregation in online worship and that's a million miles away from some of the the worship services that are being streamed which are so professional and so spectacular but at the same time there's something beautiful there because they're honoring their people and they're honoring god yeah and i think like in reality if we put it in perspective um like um it doesn't matter how professional it actually looks and it doesn't matter how um I guess how how quality it is, and um, it's still worship to God. Um, yeah. I, I I I know that He wants us to to strive to not strive. Um, that's the wrong word. Um, I I know that He wants us to you know provide, do the best that we can to to worship Him. Like I suppose and make it easier for others to worship Him. And that's kind of our job is to um provide a space where it's it's kind of easy for um for others to worship him and so i i think that's important to consider but it's it is all worship and i think it's very easy for us to to lose sight of that um when when we're striving for perfection it's just not gonna happen yeah we always pursue excellence it's not an excuse us just to stop working and stop pushing because we will always want to give the best we have um but it, it's not a performance and it's not a show yeah. we, we often talk about how our, our church does not have a stage our church has a platform mm -hmm. because performance happens on a stage and that's not what we're doing yeah yeah and so it's i think you're right it's exactly the same with the youth it, it goes back to basics what do we need to help these young people know and love god mm -hmm. yeah and it is interesting to think about the new normal i mean what's going to come after this and what we do with the lessons that we've learned in this season i'm already looking at the wider worship life of the church and thinking well maybe we want to pursue this maybe we want to maintain this rhythm that we're in now in certain ways yeah i think it, it is oh that's very it is very interesting it's a very um it's it's kind of a hot topic at the moment, really, isn't it? Like, um, what is going to be the new normal? Like, is I guess how long will social distancing last? I, I guess, and um, I think I th I feel like there's going to be people 
that are going to um, not lose trust. I think there's going there's definitely going to be some people that are very wary of other people um, after we get out of lockdown, just because they they're used to social distancing. They're just used to being in that um, that two meter um, gap, I suppose, that two meter space. And whenever someone comes into that space after such a long time, um, it's it's I don't know. I think it'll it'll play with people's heads a bit a bit. I think. Yeah, absolutely. What what are Sunday worship going to look exactly, like? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One of my biggest questions <laughs> is what we're going to do about the Lord's Supper. What is that going to look like? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, if, if you could identify some major issues that you think our young people are facing, either in general or with this COVID-19 world, what would you what would you highlight? Um, it's a difficult one because they're they're two completely different questions. Um, I think in general, the most the worst problem that I've seen is probably stereotypes and and that is, it's so heartbreaking to see but that you know i i've i've done it myself where you know you're you're kind of you you almost buy into this ideal society where you have to look a certain way you have to dress a certain way you have to um behave a certain way um you have to think a certain way you have to be motivated you have to be um and you know some of these things are good um but it's it's almost creating it is almost creating um you know a god of yourself you're you're i I found at least anyway that um i didn't even realize at one point that i was worshiping myself in a way i'm 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 so focused on myself and what I'm wearing and what, how I'm presenting myself that um, it kind of like, it, 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 um, it comes down to me and not God. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's so focused on, on me and my situation rather than God and my relationship with him. Um, and so I've, <laughs> the amount of times that, um, you know, a young person will come in on, on a on a Friday night, and they'll just talk about um, that their friend has has got this I don't know phone or whatever it is, and how they kind of felt a bit sad that they weren't able to have that thing or even anything close to that, and it it does break my heart because it. It puts it does put I've referenced this this thing twice, but it does put it in perspective that you know that it's it's not I literally want to get up and scream. It's like it's so frustrating because I've bought into it as well, and and I know that um my fellow youth leaders as well, Emma and Grant, they've they have bought into it before as well whenever they were, I don't know, 14 or whatever, they've bought into to this, um, you know, you have to have the best stuff. And it's so, it is so destructive. Um, and it hurts so many young people that they have to, 
they have to be cool and they have to um be trendy and they have to you know have a certain amount of money and they have to um they have to be um be someone that they're not and and that 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 is the worst thing i think but um in that's in general anyway um with covid-19 um I w- i'm not really sure about major issues i think some of the minor issues definitely are like just not wanting to get out of bed and I, I, that that's mm. genuinely i don't i don't even know if i'd put it in the major or minor I- issues that because I face that as well, just not even wanting to get out of bed. They just want to stay in bed all day and watch Netflix. And, like, we all know how it feels. Um, but young people are, are faced with that, that, that issue because, like, they, they kind of have no, no other thing to do. Like, they have online classes with school, and what else is there for them to do? Like, they can't meet up with their friends or anything. And so um, I think us as adults, we have, like, our own, like, I don't know, ideas of what we can do. We, we have, like, our responsibilities of what what we have to do, whereas young people don't really have any responsibilities. And so they can't just stay in bed all day. Um, and it's so unhealthy. Um, and I can tell you that from, from personal experience, it's so unhealthy. Um, and so I think... Um, one of the one of the things that we are kind of doing as um, NYI is, is pushing that is trying to um, trying to say like okay let's let's try and at least encourage them to to go outside and um, I don't know go for a run or whatever and um, a lot of them have been embracing that to be fair um, a lot of them it is a bit harder but yeah that's that's probably where I would have gone with those questions. <laughs> Yeah, that's really insightful. I think you're right. And I think um, for everyone, no matter our age, I think that is the temptation. If people are on furlough or if they're unemployed or don't have that structure, it is so easy just to sit around. I I saw a picture recently of someone looking at the clock and saying, oh, it's evening, it's time to change from my daytime pyjamas into my bedtime pyjamas. But yeah, I I can imagine it being so much more difficult for people. And on the back of that, then, if you could say anything to the church about young people, what would you say? I don't I don't think my motto would have not motto. I don't think this answer would have changed due to lockdown or or even if we weren't in lockdown. Um, I think it would have been the same. It's just don't write them off because they've got so much to bring to the table and honestly I literally I can't stress this enough the amount of strength that they've brought to my faith is ridiculous like I wouldn't there's not a chance that I would be where I am today without um I mean faith-wise without um without these young people because they have so they have such a different um look on life and they have um they have just so much richness to bring that and they don't even know they do but they definitely do um because i've experienced it and they just have so many insightful questions like i'll be we'll be doing a um like um a a god spot or whatever a talk and and one of them will just 
come out with a, a question and it'll hit me completely and and I have to say sometimes I have to say do you know what? I have no idea absolutely I was, not, I was not ready for that question and and I'll have to say well done for thinking of that question because that was ridiculous I never I would never have thought of that and so I have to research it and then come back the next week and think okay I think this is my answer but I'm not certain I'm just gonna I'm just gonna think that this is my answer um, it may change, but this is my answer for now. Um, well, I, f- I feel like I've really let you down, Ryan. I thought I had taught you exactly how to answer that question. I do know, but it would be, be better if you researched it yourself. But I oh, want to yeah. know the answer too. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, can do, I, can do no, I think you're right. And I think I think that the best way to answer a question like that is just what you said. Right now, I can give you an answer, but I'm going to yeah, get one for definitely. you. It gets back to what we said earlier about young people spotting yeah. a fraud. They admire that honesty and that openness. Mm. I think you're right. Definitely. Beautiful. That's really lovely. Don't write them off. I think that's great. Well, Ryan, you mentioned earlier on about um, anxiety. How have you been guarding your mental health in these days? Um, um, it's, a, it's a difficult one, really. Um, I think... In many ways, I um I wasn't ready for it. I am um, I, I like I whenever whenever this lockdown started, um I was speaking to someone and um and we were just talking about um like what lockdown's gonna be like and stuff. I think it was like the second day into lockdown, and um. That feel really really phobic almost, um, and uh, I started to to get a little bit anxious then, and and then I kind of got over it. I kind of um, like almost let myself relax, and then and then kind of ignored it. Um, but then later on, um, a few weeks later, it kind of hit me again, and I was anxious for a good few days, and, and there was there's kind of you get into that that situation and there's there's kind of like your all of your defense systems kind of go down and you don't know what to do or at least in my in my situation it does um but to be honest um if i could give any advice it would just be to talk to anyone you can just to talk to or, or as many people as you can um just cuz I, I i managed to to speak to my sister and she was so insightful and she just said maybe you know there's some stuff that are going on in your life at the moment and you you have no no nothing to do so like you're just going to be thinking about that thing and so your your thoughts take over and and you get anxious about it and I completely I didn't think about that and it's so so helpful to have other people um in your situation with you that can kind of um, give you a different look on it and and see um maybe this is the reason and and you kind of and i know this is not the case for everyone like um there's going to be people that you don't know why you're feeling anxious and i know exactly how it feels or or depressed or or whatever um but um it is just i think god provides so many different people around us even if you feel like you've got no one you have got someone there will be someone out there that is ready to listen to you um and if there isn't 
you know, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm right here for you. Um, um, but yeah, I think um, there's there's always someone there. And, and for me, it was my sister and my mum. So, um, but yeah, I think that's how I'm kind of guarding my, my mental life is making sure that I'm I'm deep in conversation with, with different people all the time. That's beautiful. I, I say it again and again. The first thing the scriptures ever say is not good is being alone. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful. So in light of that, how can your church family pray for you? Um, I think after thinking about this one, I think um, the, the underlining thing that comes to mind is um, my, my um, it sounds a bit silly, but my schedule and um after lockdown i i don't want to fall back into the same um kind of in quote busy um schedule that i had um because it's just not um you can't keep it up and it's just not it's not very healthy and um i find myself um kind of keeping busy to keep my thoughts away um, so if I've got something in particular that I need to think about, that I've got to think about, um, that or that is making me anxious, I'll I'll work it off and I'll kind of um, just bury it and um, bury myself in work, and it's just not healthy. And so I think is uh, I would probably appreciate prayer just to um, um, just to stay disciplined and and to take valuable time of rest and restoration because there is a difference um and yeah just to not fall into those bad habits um, of busyness yeah that's wonderful well last um formal question ryan where do you see hope in these days (laughs) well depends where you're looking isn't it (laughs) um i think it's well, it's everywhere. You just gotta look for it. Um, in my um, in my circumstance, it's um, uh, it's it's well, it's, it's a load of different things. But to highlight a few, um, it's the community feel that I have in church, um, that we have in church at the moment. That um, the the feeling of community that we have is pretty great and um if there is anyone that is feeling that they're not a part of that community please um get in touch um and the community feel that that i feel as a a family that i have as well um, because my family have been um pretty strong um during this time um and also my dog not gonna lie um my dog has been so great during this time just because he's he's been so happy all the time even when i've felt like you know a bit rubbish he's he's just so happy all the time and um yeah he's definitely um helped me get through this lockdown yeah that's awesome awesome well i just have a few um simple hopefully quick fire questions i haven't prepared you for these in any way so just straight answers off the top of your head crisps or chocolate uh crisps flavor salt and vinegar all right which famous person would you most like to meet Corey asbury 
Awesome. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Your favorite fast food? Uh, I'm going to have to say Subway. <laughs> because they're sponsoring you? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. What is your favorite song that we currently sing in church? Oh, uh, Christ Be Magnified. Yeah, excellent. One of my new favorites as well. So good. This might be a hard one for you. If you could only play one musical instrument for the rest of your life, oh. what would it be? Probably guitar. Oh, I, yeah, no, probably guitar. Okay, because drums don't count as a musical instrument. It, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think you can just play melody on, on, on guitar and you can't do the same on, on the drum. It's just not the same. It's harder to get a starting note from the drums. <laughs> it's pretty much impossible, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs, definitely. Correct. Um, what's your favourite class that you've studied at NTC this past oh, year? Probably knowing God in Christ. That's such a good... Oh, wait, no, actually, spiritual formation. Okay, excellent. And last one, if you had to cook a meal for your whole family, what would you cook? <laughs> Cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't cook. <laughs> amazing well ryan thank you so much for joining us today that was really great catching up with you and thank i really you appreciate your wisdom <laughs> wisdomus your wisdomusness yeah anyway thank you and thank you everyone for listening we'll be back next time with another great guest but for now grace and peace be with you and also with you <laughs>